Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach, Milton Stewart, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve our lives and those in our community. So I'm super excited. Happy New Year to you all out there. And I'm super excited. We are on a new series called Arrow Lines. And so we're talking about the Type 7 this episode. Let's go intro. Finding help for your mental and emotional struggles can be challenging. With so many barriers like cost and even feeling safe looking for a counselor can be tricky. So I know it's hard. And you know, the worst part is you really don't have the time or mental space to be trying to figure out how to find a counselor when you're having personal struggles. So thanks to BetterHelp, they are built on making counseling accessible, affordable, convenient so that anyone who's having struggles in their life can actually get the help they need at any time and anywhere, which is so important, especially now. All the professionals are licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited. And what I love so much about them is that they have a diverse group of counselors with a broad and various amounts of different backgrounds to help all their different clients. If you need some help, try BetterHelp. You can get a 10% off discount from your first month when you go to betterhelp.com forward slash do it. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash D-O-I-T. All right, all right, all right, all right. So the Enneagram is such an amazing tool, journey, companion, friend, growth. It's so many different things. People call it different things for sure. But one thing it is, is intelligent. The symbol of it, the numbers, the lines, everything is intelligent about it. It has this ancient wisdom and ancient knowledge that when you do more discoveries and more work with the Enneagram, you just find out more and more and more and more and more. You'd be like, wow, this makes sense. This makes sense. This makes sense. Wow, this lines up. This lines up. And it's just unbelievable. It's mind-boggling, to be honest, and I love it. So on this episode, we're talking about the Type 7 and their arrows, right? And so something that I'm not going to mention here, well, I'm not going to talk about in depth, but I'm going to mention that's going to be important coming down the pipe is that the Enneagram is made up of triangles, right? There are some triangles, what they call invisible triangles. There's not lines directly connecting certain numbers, but they have a connection. Not going to go deep into that, but that has a big and interesting meaning, and that's very helpful to a lot of different numbers on there, too. Then also the law of three. The law of three and law of seven are also important to the arrow lines as well because the law of three helps to understand how things come into fruition um, or like things and decisions and new things, innovations created. And the law of seven is about the growth journey and the journey of things in general. So those are very important, but I'm not going to get into those because those will take a whole episode to unpack and a pretty long one probably because trying to understand it is great, but can be difficult. All right. And so when we talk about arrow lines, 
The arrows that are connected to each number mean so much and they help the number to unpack or to get and find and attribute things to themselves that they need that they struggle with or they do not have or lack. Okay, so for one of the most amazing and funniest things when I found out these things about the arrows is that the arrows that they're connected to mean so much. So for the seven, let me give you an example. For the seven, it is connected to the arrow to the one and the arrow to the five. The seven is literally connected to the types that are the most organized out of the whole Enneagram, which makes so much sense, right? Organized structured, these things detailed. It is connected to two numbers that are really good at those things. And that is part of what the seven really needs, right? It just makes so much sense. Oh my goodness. So you may have heard in the past, arrows considered um, the old terminology called integration or disintegration. We don't use the terminology anymore really in most communities because disintegration just sounds really weird to try to talk about somebody's personality or growth and be like, oh, you're disintegrating, by the way. So that just sounds really weird. So people, we kind of stop using that one, which makes total sense to me. But there has a whole different, deeper uh, understanding or wording to the connotation to it, but we don't use that anymore. So one thing we do use is stress and security for sure. So stress and security points, which make a lot of sense and they still make sense today. So the direction of the arrow actually really matters. And they matter because when I mentioned before stress and security, I'm not talking about you being stressed out because you had a long day or you dealing with some family members that get on your nerve, whatever. I ain't talking about that. What I'm talking about is ego stress and ego insecurity. So you would go to a stress and security line because one, your ego feels stressed out in some type of way. So something has stressed out your ego, like that seven, right? And so they can tend to go that direction. Then you got the other way where you can be stressed out or you can feel insecure in your ego. And so generally the type will go to that number, which will make more sense as I break it down going forward. So talking about the direction of the arrows, the seven has one arrow pointing towards the type one, okay? So they have an arrow pointing towards the type one, right? There's an arrow coming from the seven and it's going towards the one. Now, the type seven also has one arrow pointing towards it from the type five, okay? So the type seven has an arrow coming towards it from the type five, all right? Now, going with the arrow, as we're going to start the statement out, and I want to give credit to CP Enneagram, Urania Pius, and Beatrice Chestnut, because they are a big part of some of these discoveries about the arrows. And this information is coming partly from them and partly from other teachers I've learned from and some of my own analysis of this. But I just wanted to give shout out to them because of the deep work they've done in this area. So going with the arrow would be considered going towards the number one, right, on the Enneagram, and going against the arrow would be going towards the type five, right? So the type one going towards the arrow is considered the stress point for type sevens on the lower side, okay, right? Because now I'm going to introduce there's a lower side and a higher side. You can go to either one of the numbers that you are connected to. And this is one of the things I love about it because this wasn't the original teaching when I first started learning the Enneagram. It was like you go to one point for high, one point for low, all this type of stuff. No, you can go to high and low of both of them, which makes total sense. So on the lower side, like I said, the type one from seven is stress. And I can tell you about that one. Ooh, I can get, let my ego get stressed out. Ooh, like for instance, 
as an ego as a seven, my personality likes to move fast, right? Let somebody or something not move fast as I think it should. Oh my goodness, I can become really tight and really critical, really judgmental real fast, okay? Now, on the higher side of the type one, it is called what they refer to as Beatrice Chestnut and Uranium Pies as the resolution point. And I love that. It makes so much sense, right? I'm going to explain a little bit later, but resolution start to let that marinate some point for the type seven. All right, now, type five, going against the arrow, all right? When we go against the arrow, going towards the type five from seven on the lower side, that's our security point, right? So when a seven is maybe feeling insecure, they will go towards the five. And so that means they may pull away, pull back, right? People being like, ooh, what happened to them? I thought they were the life of the party. And in this instance, they have pulled back and not really engaging and just mentally processing a whole lot. So on the higher side of going towards the type five, it's called the energizing arrow. And I'll explain that too, but we all have a different type of energy we display in types in general. Our ego kind of gives off a certain energy, right, to life and to the person that it's within in general. So in order to actually grow or get to the resolution point, the energy has got to be right to get there. We can't just jump there. You got to actually do some things inside. So in growth, there is a focus on going against the arrow first and then with the arrow, okay? Which I'll explain a little bit more in a little bit. So getting into the benefit of the arrows or just recognizing what's happening with the arrows, the unconscious and the conscious, uh, the higher side and the lower side of both. So the lower side is an unconscious movement. So what that means is consciousness is really about awareness. So if it's unconscious, you're not aware of it, right? And if it's conscious, you are aware of it. And there's levels to consciousness, right? And the more conscious you become, like, I don't want to say the better you become, but it's kind of true. The better you become for who you really are, closer to the essence, closer to the world, better empathy, bigger heart, you can think, all that kind of stuff, right? But we're talking about awareness. So the lower side, when we go into the lower side, we're really unconscious internally. We're not present with what's really going on. And so what happens is sevens moving to five in security become more detached from their feelings. They become reclusive to avoid fear and pain. They think deeper and generate more ideas. And they generate more ideas does not equal a good thing for sevens, to be honest. Like people don't understand sevens already have a natural amount of a whole lot of ideas, but generating even more without any follow through on them without any adding to them. Like it just gets really mental. It just gets a whole lot of idea, just, just ideation for ideation's sake. And it's not healthy for type sevens going in this space. Okay. So that's going towards the five insecurity. So now we talk about the lower side, the seven going towards the one. And so moving there, sevens moving to the one in stress become very rigid become judgmental, critical, intolerant of others' views, opinions, and become stressfully active for not being as right or perfect as they would like to be. This is an interesting thing to see, as I mentioned before in my own personal example. This is on that lower side, sevens who are usually free and loose and can be like, yeah, I'm cool, I'm good, become very rigid, very tight, critical, intolerant, <laughs> which is a really a huge shift for people to see a seven in that form. So sevens have to be really aware of what's going on in them. Now, on the higher side, and we talk about conscious movement, right? And so we're talking about being more aware of what's actually going on. And so these things, consciousness and unconsciousness, they, they happen throughout the day, different parts. I would say we're always definitely more unconscious than we are conscious. And that's just a part of it, right? But 
sometimes the environment is conducive to helping us be more conscious, even if we haven't done like a whole lot of work of being conscious, okay? So seven's moving to five as an energizing arrow or the right energy, as I kind of call it. It's kind of the right energy point, right? So you're moving against the arrow, right? Towards the five, because now you got to get your energy right, okay? The normal seven energy is not going to resolve the, the key issues that the seven struggles with. So getting that energy helps them to become more centered, more balanced, more thoughtful before jumping into the next endeavor. And they are able to go deeper in just about all areas of life, okay? So this is very important to develop that type of energy for the type seven, right? So now, when the seven has actually went against the arrow to venture to part of their five within them, now they are balanced, now they're more centered, they can move to the resolution point and go with the arrow to the type one. And in this place, seven's moving to a one as a resolution point allows them to have clarity, focus, and purpose in how they operate life. They complete things with high quality and develop discipline. These things are monumental for unlocking what sevens really have the capacity to do in the world and not just bounce around from exciting, 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 adventure, adventure, adventure. I'm going to take a trip. I'm going to take a trip. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to make jokes. I'm going to make jokes, but I'm not going to really hit the serious stuff, right? This here allows sevens to be purpose-oriented, allow them to be focused, allow them to know what they actually really want to do and not just keep spreading out a thousand different things. So this is important to note. This is very important to understand for the seven. So looking at it from a practical lens, because, you know, I always try to throw something practical in here because that's just, well, I'm self-preservation. But um, so I'm thinking practical anyway, but that's a part of who I am. So part of it for the lower side, for sevens, one of the things is becoming more aware of when your lower side is hanging out, which is really funny to say. I love, I just came up with that. When your lower side is hanging out, and being able to notice literally allows you to change or shift something or to pull up something so that your lower side is not hanging out anymore, right? To pull up your presence pants, I guess, so your lower side is not hanging out for everybody to see, okay? So one of the things is literally becoming aware when you detach and you have become even more detached from your feelings because sevens can already struggle with that. Even the social seven who generally is a little bit more connected to their emotions, but it's still not always the emotions they need to work with. So this is the one that noticing that like when you become even more attached or detached and you're avoiding pain and fear more because you've moved to the five-ish area of yourself, the lower side, and you're generating unconscious and crazy amounts of ideas, Making sure you just become aware of it will allow you to be like, wow, I see what I'm doing. So then that'll allow you eventually to address what are you running from or avoiding, like internally or externally? What, what, what is that? And what do you need to unpack and work with? And then along with that, just becoming aware of like when you do, but your ego does become stressed, when you become ultra judgmental or critical, right? When you're like, whoa, I just you know, said all kind of crazy things about this person in my head, or I just let it out there and I'm just real rigid and tight around the edges and my body's tight and uptight and everything. So becoming aware of that, noticing that, ooh, something's going on. My ego is stressed. What is happening here? It's going to do monumental things for helping you to undo that, right? To, to pause, to breathe, and to check in with self and be like, whoa, what's going on here? Like, how did I get to this place, right? 
I put my car on a destination. I don't even know where it went. You know, so like just being aware of that. Now, practical side, when you're looking at the higher side of stuff, you want to look at types and what they do on their higher side of the essence quality of things that they do. So if you're looking at the type five, if you're trying to be more balanced and centered, take time to be still and be quiet. That's one of the best things sevens can do that's practical. Have a practice that you have found that helps you to breathe and it helps you to be silent and it helps you to be still. These things are going to be monumental for you, right? Have a practice that you do that maybe in the morning, maybe 10, 15 minutes or something to help yourself do that. And I know it can be really hard and difficult for sevens, but if you're really serious about your growth or when you get to the level you're really serious about your growth, I promise you can do it. I promise you can do it. And I know because I can and I do it, right? And it's not always as easy as it will always be for me, but sometimes I like, I got to get it in, right? And you can do it and we can do it. Speaking from the seven lens, right? We can do it, okay? I've been still and breathe for 40 minutes straight, right? I don't know if that's healthy or not, but I was like, I think I can do this, right? And I just got kind of lost in it. But that is one thing you can do. One thing, also, take time, read something thoroughly, Take time and really take me, move yourself from a situation and just be alone for a while and not move so fast. Fives don't move fast like sevens, right? Slow yourself down while you're doing something to really go through it. Really read all the instructions that you're doing. Do something that really embodies the energy of a five. Just be creative with it, okay? Maybe you know a five, something amazing they do. It's like, oh, I wish I did that. Why don't you try a little bit of it then, okay? And then something practical for... The resolution part for the one, remember, one's a very detailed, very organized, very specific, you know? So finding creative ways to do things that are disciplined, like a one would do them, right? Something that they have because they're disciplined the way they do it. Something they have, they're high quality in the things that they present they want to do. So instead of like doing at something or really getting started on something and like, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Then later on be like, I don't do that no more. And you're halfway through it. How about completing something, right? Maybe having something that you complete daily or weekly. That's not like a big lift, but it's something to constantly help you grow and to and learn inside of yourself to learn to complete things, right? And learn that, oh, this is a part of me. I can do this, right? So you're challenging yourself and you're getting to a point where you're actually going to develop more purpose, right? Or maybe develop a purpose statement that is clear, that is very clear, right? Or develop clarity around the things that you do. There's so many different ways of doing this and be creative in what you think of, but these things can really help you to propel you to growth. And so you're not just all over the place, and so not only that, but you take yourself more serious and your behavior will show other people that they should take you serious too because sometimes that's what happens. The ego of the seven has so much fun, does so many things, and people don't really take it as serious as they really are deep down. But the ego structure has manifested that, and so that's what people think. So these are some things I definitely wanted to share this is the main thing I want to get out there. So I thank you so much for listening, Sevens, and anyone else who is listening. The arrows can do a lot of work to help us get out of being stuck within our own boxes of our structure and actually get to the more of the essence of who we are. Because that's where the true happiness is. That's where the true joy is. That's where all the true things that are like actually help you to realize what life is really about and really impact and feel life. They're all at the essence level and they're beyond our personality type. So when you start to move beyond the type, when you start to journey through that seven forest to get to who you really, really, really are, 
that's when the magic and the beauty actually happens. And that's when you actually really fully start living life. So I encourage you all to definitely do that as sevens. And so we're not just stuck in happy, buzzy land. I'm always okay type of land. Let's get past that. And let's move into that deeper, richer things that your soul and you really yearn for. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm excited to share this with you all. And if you feel your ego is flaring up and it's going to act a fool up in a place, remember, take a deep breath, breathe deep into your belly, make a better choice and do it for the gram, the Enneagram, of course. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. 